Hello, this is Noelle, and you're listening to Not Elsewhere Classified. You are listening. You are listening. You're listening to Do Not to Not Elsewhere. Not Elsewhere. Elsewhere. Elsewhere Classified. Welcome to Not Elsewhere Classified, a podcast about the medical coding, health information technology, and clinical documentation improvement community. I'm your host, Brian Kui. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 13. I know it's been a while, but I do want to wish you all a happy holidays and a happy new year. As stated in the last podcast, I have been very busy in December, uh, especially with projects, including my own home improvement project and also, of course, the holidays. Before we get started, I do want to mention our partners. First off, the Haugen Consulting Group. For 2018, they are offering reduced pricing for individual webinar attendance. Individuals can now purchase their facility, which is $30, or professional fee, which is $25, coding webinars for a price that is just for them. Make sure you check out their January live events by going to the haugengroup.com slash shop. And of course, you could use our promo code geek15, that's geek one five. I do want to give a shout out to Project Resume. Project Resume, uh, if you remember Ann Barnaby, uh, she interviewed on the Not Elsewhere Classified podcast. One thing they are sharing is a 10% discount off your order if you pay through PayPal. Now, this offer is valid through January 15th, so please make sure you go to projectresume.net and, of course, make sure you refer us, Medical Coding Geek. And lastly, I do want to give a shout out to RadRx. Uh, RadRx is offering a January 2018 class interventional radiology online training program that starts January 22nd. Uh, There are only five seats left, so I would take advantage. Plus, you can also utilize our promo code GEEK10, that's G-E-E-K-10, when you go to shop.radrx.com. On today's episode, we have Noelle Dale. Her story is a bit different. In most cases, people go to school, get their credential, get their experience. In her case, she has experience, is now going to school to get her credential in HIM. Now, we talk about her experience, but most importantly, how it led to her choosing a health information management degree. We also talk about mentoring and different aspects of mentoring. And we also talk about her blog, The Mindful Thought Leader. So without further ado, here's my interview with Noelle Dale. Enjoy. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, Well, welcome to Not Elsewhere Classified. Thank you, Noelle, for being part of this podcast. Thank you, Brian Quee, for inviting me. Very excited. (laughs) So how are you you doing today? I think when we tried to get this uh, interview recorded, uh, (laughs) something happened. Yeah, a lot of things happened. It's been a it's been a tremendously um, 
weird year for me, you know, both professionally and personally. A lot has happened on a personal level and change, you know, job changes. And, you know, it's just been an incredible journey of just growing and learning. So um, I've just been kind of taking each step in strides and I'm at a better place. I'm at a place now where I'm looking back at it and grateful for the lessons. And you're and you're feeling better because the last time we tried to record this, you you, you were you were kind of indisposed at the moment. I know. It's, it's every time you and I go to make arrangements and you know, you've been so gracious and understanding and I'm like, "Oh my god, I have to I set my alarm this morning." I'm oh, like, good. "I cannot not do this today with Brian." <laughs> Yeah. So I was up early. If you saw, I, I sent your message on LinkedIn. Yeah, like, no, okay. I was, yeah, yeah. No, I've been up since six forty-five this morning. So as of this recording, what it was about ten o'clock this morning? So I do my interviews all over the place. Like my last one was like at ten o'clock in the evening. I actually did two of those till eleven p.m. So it's all over the place. But I'm glad you're doing well. You're feeling better. And you're here. (laughs) So before we begin, just to give you an idea, we have uh, Noelle Dale. Uh, When I first started the podcast, and I I think I posted like an introduction. I don't know. It was so early in the beginning of the podcast, and we're still early in it now. But in the pre-launch phase, um, I think you had posted something on LinkedIn. And for me... What I do is I like to go into, you know, kind of look into the profile and see what, what you know, why, uh, who you are, what you're all about and what makes you unique. And I do that for everybody, mind you. Um, and I saw something that piqued my interest and we'll talk about it later. You have a blog called MindfulThoughtLeader.com. And so we had, I had reached out to you and I think you, were, you weren't feeling too good. So we had to reschedule it. <laughs> And then um, I was in the ER. Yes, it was, it was, yeah. yeah no, so I'm glad. I'm, again, I'm glad you're doing well. Um, Thank you. And uh, man, you know, I keep on telling myself we had a we had a mind you we had a 60 minute conversation just on the yes. brainstorming phase, and I'm kicking my butt because I I told her I it said, man, incredible. we should have recorded this one, and uh, it hopefully was so organic. Yeah. 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 And and that's how we we do these interviews. It's definitely like you said, it has to be organic. Otherwise, it seems very rigid. Uh, you know, it's not candid. I want to capture the person behind whatever they're doing in the career, whatever they're doing in their company or whatever in the industry. So we talked about a lot of stuff, and hopefully we can reproduce this again today. And we talked about a lot of stuff. We talked about, you know, her blog. You know, we talked about what we're going to talk about you. But uh, let's start off with that. Let's introduce you. So can you tell the audience who you are, what you're all about, and how you came here today? Sure. So my name is, I'm Noelle. My name is Noelle Dale. Um, I, uh, by roots, I'm Jamaican. So I'm from the Caribbean. Um, I I, um, immigrated here to the, migrated here to the United States about a little over 12 years ago and um, uh, went straight into the the healthcare field. Uh, Did some training as a medical assistant. Um, for a healthcare company and did a lot of uh, work with surgeons uh, in their practices and primary care doctors. 
um, and then transitioned from there to medical, did some medical reception work and some uh, medical records, you know, coding and um, filing of charts back before we had the um, onboarding of EHR. Uh, uh, from there, I um, really deliberated whether or not I wanted to do nursing. Um, since I was in the medical field and knew so much about it, I had a lot of clinical and administrative experience, and I um, wanted to find my niche. I was listening to your to your podcast with uh, Dr. Cesar uh, Lamoco, and he talked about finding his niche, and that was me. I was wanting to find my niche, and um, well, I started pre-nursing, and um, I really realized quickly that it may not be for me. And so I, I continued my research and transitioned into health information management. Um, I'm currently enrolled at Charter Oak State College as um, doing my, uh, my health information management bachelor's degree, uh, where I'm hoping to earn my RHIA at the end of it. Um, so that I, you know, I, I did my, R, I'm doing my RHIA currently, my uh, training currently, and but just spent many years in healthcare. Um, I transitioned from another healthcare company to another here in New England, um, doing uh, revenue cycle work. Um, you know, so I've just been, I've, I've, I've just been getting so much pieces, you know, of this training everywhere. And um, now in my current um, role, I have taken on a, a um, role as a medical record supervisor at a skilled nursing facility. Uh, it's a 240 bed facility um, and they do a, a lot of things, rehab and, and short-term and long-term care. And I'm really loving it. Uh, and I, I, I'm excited about this new role. This is just my second week, so. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, right. Remember when we, when we had talked, it was a couple weeks, maybe a couple months ago, and yes. you had contacted me, and then I think you know. In I guess we did a trade off. If I have, if I had you on the guest as a guest, I, you had to pick my brain. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, so, which is not a problem. I mean, I, I love my brain picked. I guess if that's if that's a good way to say it. And uh, you know, you were in that transitional phase. You were saying, should I take the yes. position? Should I not take the position? I said, go for yes. it. You know, you know, at a at a, at a directorship level with your level of experience in healthcare and the fact that you're still in school um, is remarkable. That's something to be said in terms of a resume. Now to turn it around also, you know, for those that think, okay, I need a credential. Yes, it is important, which is the reason why Noel is getting it. But I think it's the key factor that, you know, it's, it's how you present yourself, you know, and how you, uh, you know, prove yourself. Hey, I know my stuff. And if you come off as timid, well, of course, they're going to understand that as well. No, that totally validates that you don't have certification. And to add to that, to piggyback to that, Brian, I never, you know, so much experience that I've had over the years in healthcare, I've never had credentials to back it up with the exception of the medical assistant training and um, general studies coursework that I've done in different co- in a college here in New England, but nothing, you know, like an RHIA, RHIT. But I've always had a willing spirit and a need to know and, and enthusiasm. And I remember when one of my facilities, one of the facilities I worked for were uh, taking on Cerner EHR. And I was like, 
pick me, pick me. I want to I wanna be on your design team. I knew nothing about <laughs> EHR or, you know, what it took to do that. But I, I always, um, you know, presented myself, as you said, as willing and wanting to learn. And people love that. Healthcare professionals love that. That's that's diamond to them, you know, just presenting yourself as wanting to learn and willing and teachable. Right. You know, is important. It, it, it's it. You, you make a good point with the willingness. You know, if you're, you know, it, it's it's by chance that you're sitting in a room full of uh, other people, and they put out an opportunity. Uh, the question is, are you going to raise your hand? You know, exactly. and the exactly. chances are, out of a hundred people, you raise your hand. Of course, oh, yeah. they're going to go for you. You know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's oh, like yeah. it's like okay, we'll we'll give you a shot since you know you could have people that who are you know overly qualified or even you know yes. reach qualification status that they don't want to do it, and that's that's Absolutely. something weird. But you know, you have the more willingness person, willing willing full person to do it to jump into that role. Absolutely. And, you know, be, being able to say yes and being able to say, you know, I'll stay late, I'll come early, you know, that those attitudes and ethics stand out. And employers, even in being in a supervisory role currently, you know, with my team, that means so much to me as a supervisor. I, 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 I celebrate the team members who are willing to say I'll stay late. I'll come in early. I'll do what it takes to get us to where we need to be. Um, that, for me, is a tremendous work ethic to have. And, and that's something I've always tried to maintain myself over the years. So what made you pursue a degree in HIM, which you're currently doing? Um, when, well, when I, you know, when I kind of stopped and, and, and take a look at where I was going in healthcare and what I've done so far, you know, from a clinical and administrative standpoint, I said to myself, well, it's either going to be nursing or something else, but I don't know what that something else is. And I did my research and I, you know, found schools that were offering this thing they call health information management. But then I did a little bit more research and realized, you know, you have to make sure you're credentialed in the field. And then there's a HEMA, you know. And I kind of put the pieces together and called schools up and got some information and, and, and kind of figured out what the curriculum was like and how would, that, how would that tie into everything I've done and still keep the integrity of my work experience alive and what I've done. And so health information for me seemed to be the thing, you know, the thing that would, that would really tell the story about where I've been in healthcare and would really teach me the skills and the, the knowledge about where, you know, where I'm going. As an example, in this current role, you know, you know learning to be an effective healthcare supervisor is, is important. So, you know, in the coursework, the, the, the coursework really teaches me um, how to do that, how to make my monthly reports, how to have effective conversations with my team, how to motivate team members, you know, how to connect with them, how to have a conversation about, um, about um, you know, work ethic or um, performance, that type of thing. Those skills, you know, being a doer in, this, in the different fields that I've been in, re I really didn't garner much of that until I went into the HIM program. Where are you currently in your program? 
Like how many, how much, how long do you have till you graduate? How long do I have? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I currently have, I want to say about 10 classes left. Okay. Um, so I have a t- total of 10 classes left. Um, and at the pace I'm going, my goal is, is for next year to be my last year. So I'm hoping to um, be finishing up my courses and preparing to graduate by the end of of December, by December next year into spring of 2019. Okay. So the question is, right now, what is your most challenging class as of right now? Uh, CPT. Can I say that louder? (laughs) As long as my levels don't don't peak, it's okay. You know, I, I, and it's so funny because it's part of learning, right? I was having a conversation with my instructor on the phone. Her name is Kelly Williams, great instructor. Um, she, I said, I hate this class. She goes, no, well, I, I understand your pain. She's, and what she said to me, she's like, if you don't have a background in CPT, it makes it a little more challenging to, to understand the content and the guidelines and the coursework. And, you know, with the structure of these classes, they're eight weeks long and the, the but the material is so much to learn and to, to, to grasp from it that sometimes you need more than eight weeks to do that. So um, CPT, definitely. <laughs> now, now, did you take ICD-10 prior to CPT? Um, yes, I did. I did. I did medical coding and billing one. Uh-huh. Um, this is how they structure it. So medical coding and billing one. And yes, I took... I took I think I took medical calling and billing too as well, but um, yeah, it's a challenge with the CPT with the yeah with understanding the guidelines and and the coding. But however, I'm not giving up. I'm plunging along. <laughs> and what I what I had found challenging, uh, well, I mean, shoot, I graduated back in 2003, so that was back when it was ICD nine. Um, what I had found was when I was training in um, ICD nine. That was a breeze for me. And then transition to the CPT, it was challenging because I guess it's the certain mindset, right? You, you're talking about different code sets, co- different code structures, different code guidelines. They totally flip, flip around because it's from different organizations who develop them. It's not like the same persons putting out these codes. And it can be you know, a, a mind, like, like flipping your hat, you know, changing your hat every time you look at these codes. And that can definitely delineate, you know, if you want to be, you know, someone in the, you know, outpatient setting, the profi side, the uh, outpatient, as I say, outpatient, inpatient, and profi. You know, you're looking at different avenues, and that should kind of, you know, give you an idea. Mm, I like it. Mm, I don't like it. This is where I want right. to go, and this is where the direction right. it should be. I, I think also that, you know, Transitioning through these different steps are, and, and these different the coursework, some of the classes, and, and, and it leads me to the blog and you know the, the whole you know inspiration. Some of the classes that I loved, human resource management, that stuck out for me. Um, you know, like health information management and leadership, that stuck out for me. That was fun. It gave me it gave me drive. I was you know um, uh, responding to every um, uh, you know chat room comment about different topics relating to this class. So those, I am also learning and taking a close look at what are the classes that are sticking out for me and why? What, what, what's fun about it? It's the discussion about real life situations, like how to get along with your coworkers. Uh, and we'll, we'll get or, into that too, yeah. 
We'll get into all of that. Yeah, we'll get into all of that. I love I love that type of discussion, yeah. You, and you know, one of my, yeah. my actual, when I finished the program, I looked back, I said, what was my favorite ones? The ones that had to deal with the management. Uh, management skills, I'm sure, for, you know, if, if you're wondering, we're talking about the RHIA program, uh, which is centered more about managing programs. So for those that are interested, like, okay, what's the difference between the RHIT and the RHIA program? You know, again, the RHIT is more specialized, as if you're going to be in that position, field, specialist type of role. But when you transition to more the bachelor's level and the RHIA, then you'll see, like, you know, what you should do is take a look at a syllabus for RHIT program and a syllabus for RHIA program. What I have noticed is that it's more management-based type of teaching. And it, it prepares you in such a way that you're not doing individual work, but then you're managing exactly. other people's individual work, plus then reporting what their performance is and then reporting it to your supervisors. And, and that's what you need to look at. Exactly. Exactly. That is correct. Because even now in my current role, you know, where my and, and, and this is where I, I tell you work experience is a treasure, no matter how challenging. And Brian, you and I have talked about some of the challenges I've faced in previous work environments. But you learn. It's a challenge, but you do learn. Um, you learn from the struggling, the, the, the bad workplace or the, you know, the tough work environment, because in my current role, you know, I'm able to talk about benchmarks. I'm able to talk about goals. I'm able to talk about that type of language, Brian, never existed for me prior to, you know, year, a couple of years ago, prior to my, this work experience that I've had in the past, um, that, this challenging work experience. And my, my team members are looking at me going, wow, you know, how can we do this benchmark thing that you're talking about? You know, you know, let's come up as a team with a number of charts a day that we can reasonably get through, right? And my team members, I was, you know, this past Friday, one of my team members said, well, Noelle, I did 16 charts today. And I felt so good that she understood the vision. She got where I was wanting to go with this whole benchmark. And I celebrated her. I'm like, that's great. That's an excellent job. Thank you for doing such an excellent job. You have a great weekend type of thing. So it's, it's, it's 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 great. It's every piece of experience that anyone goes through. It 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 does. You you bring things you learn into another experience. It's it's exciting. Now let me ask you a question: Is yeah. do you think you learn better? Well, let me ask this: Since you're in a current role now, are you taking what you're learning from school and like in your course of your daily daily work, you're like, oh, okay, I learned that, and uh, you know, I'm actually doing this now. It makes sense as to what I'm doing. Do you have those aha moments? Since since you know, traditionally, you know, you go to school, then you apply, but this case, you're you're swapped around. You're actually doing the actual application part and then learning on the back end. Like, okay, this is this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. I, you know, so. Thank, that's a great question you just asked me. And I'm going to say to you, my experience has been that it, it, for me, the journey of our, the, the journey of getting my, you know, doing my health information management degree, it's been, I've done so much of that work that I'm now reading the material going, oh, okay, <laughs> I did that. <laughs> yeah. It's those aha moments, so, yeah. 
exactly. And then now, the only time that I will find myself digging through, like this book I have called The Effective Healthcare Supervisor, is when I'm stuck. And you and I, Brian, have talked and you shared with me past experiences where you had to open the book and go look for the answers when you can't figure it out. So, you know, if I'm dealing with a, a leadership issue, then I'll go see what other people in the field are doing. You know what I mean? I, I'll pick up the book, I'll open it up, I'll, I'll, I'll read the material. But for me, it's been reverse. I've done the work, I've done so much of it all over that when I read the material and I go through the class, I go, oh, you know what I mean? I'm able to apply, I'm able to give the professors what they want from my experience. And, and it's worked. It's worked so far. <laughs> so, so talking about that story you mentioned, the story is for those that are listening is you know I I after I graduated I got my RHIA and then for those that get their credentials they become so empowered like they can conquer the world right and then they're like okay well no for me I was like man I could be a director I don't care I have a bachelor's I have a I have a credential I can do it and so I took a directorship position for medical records uh for a correctional health facility and uh, or like a correctional health company for a jail system. And, you know, the first weeks, you know, I go in there and I have a sense of like, you know, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? You know, you're, you're given this and, you know, you, you haven't given you haven't you've been briefed as to what the current scenario, what the situation is. And then they just put you there like you're expected to produce. And that's the key. You know, you have to when you're hired, you, you're, you're basically expected to produce. That's what they hire you for. So when I got into that role, I'm like, oh, my goodness. So I had to lock myself in my office, open up. Uh, it, at the time, it's a green book uh, by Abdul Haq. Uh, she, I think I don't know if she's currently have a book out now, but then it was a green book. So the author was Abdul Haq. And I just I just sat down and read, you know, the management section. I'm like, my goodness, what what am I doing? I, I looked up benchmarking. I looked up reports. I looked up performance, you know, reporting performance. Those are the things that you you, you know, you, the thing is that. I guess my point is in in our group in my group the RHIT and RHI exam group what I usually see is people talk questions and uh in Charlita Huffman's episode uh actually afterwards we talk about um actually in the in the in the Facebook group uh, not elsewhere classified uh podcast community group we actually talked about um where you know you're given the scenario but do you truly understand the scenario uh, are you just understanding it as a question and it, you won't understand the question and answer it the best way unless you understand, you know, unless you're actually in it, you have to put yourself in it. So for those that are reading it, they're like, well, I understand this term. I understand that term and then apply it. But then it's not, it's not the same. It's not the same thing. It, you get a, you get a smack of reality, which we'll talk about in, you know, in the, in our, in this, in, in our podcast here today in the episode, um, we'll talk about that. You'll get a smack of reality and like, oh my gosh. And then there's a certain shock factor. Then you lock yourself in your office and then you start reading books and then, and then you have that aha moment. But for you, as we've explained, you've had the, the experience and then you get the opposite effect of the aha moment, uh, because you've already read it. Yeah. And, and Brian, I want to say, yes, I agree to that hundred percent. And I also want to say I've had those even in my, this is my week, second week or uh, third week uh, in my new role. And like you, I've had those moments 
where, you know, the last team member left and I locked myself in the office and I'm trying to figure out what's going on here and how am I going to get us to where we need to be to meet the goals of the backlog, getting rid of the 350 charts, um, you know, cleaning up the, the company's, um, you know, process as far as storing charts go. So I've, I've, I've had those moments, but what has made the difference for me, Brian, and, you know, and, and I'm sure we'll, we'll discuss some of this, is mentorship is mentorship and, and collaborating with people to be able to say, hey, what are you doing? How about you over here? You know, how is it done industry-wise? What's best practice? And take that information and be able to, to integrate it into the processes that you're building is so important. And schools, I feel today, and you know, my Charter Oak State College is tremendous in, 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 in providing this, and I'm saying this, from the bottom of my heart, you know, providing the mentorship. Um, Cindy Gluey, uh, who is the program director for the um, Health Information Management Program at, at Charter Oak, has been such a tremendous inspiration. I mean, I can literally pick up the phone and call her, and you should be able to do this if you're in a program. You can call her and say, I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. I'm nervous. And that person can come from a human perspective and say, Noelle, I've been there where you are and this is what i can do you know and, and cindy has been great with connecting me with people who are in the industry who who have done it uh, uh, uh who are able to motivate and say hey you know you don't have the answers now but it's okay you're learning it's okay don't worry you know it's okay to not know right now even though you're you're in school and you're reading the book and like you say you're reading the scenarios you may not understand how to apply it but it's okay. And so I think schools should really, you know, it's really important to provide not only the credential and the knowledge for students, but mentorship. Mentorship is important. So, so can, I, yeah. can, can I actually call her and have her on the podcast too? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Brian, I couldn't have this conversation with you without telling you. I mean, you know, it, it, I mean, they're tremendous when I say, and I say it from the bottom of my heart, they're tremendous in their, their concern for students, Cindy and Frank um, Belair, who's also assistant program director, their concern for students. It's not just about the student going there and churning out a degree and doing a credential and leaving and then going into the workplace. It's about, you know, mentoring them through that process. And when they come up with these challenges, instead of you know, having a, I'm going to say a standoffish approach, really lean in and say, hey, I've been there. I've been there. You know, Cindy, you know, Cindy might say, no, I've been there where I've been working in the medical records department and I may not know what to do or what direction to take, but it's okay. Let me connect you with so-and-so. Let me connect you with so-and-so who has been doing this for years, That's who good. you can have a conversation like with, that. who like can mentor approach. you through the process. Yeah. Yes. This podcast is brought to you by ZipRecruiter.com. In need of great talent for your business but short on time? You don't have to get lost in a huge stack of resumes to find your perfect hire. You just need the right tools. Smarter tools. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. You can even get a head start on the interview process by adding screening questions to your job posts to help identify the most qualified candidates so you don't have to waste your time sorting through a stack of resumes to find the perfect fit. 
Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by growing businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, listeners of this podcast can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash MedicalCodingGeek. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash MedicalCodingGeek. One more time, to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash MedicalCodingGeek. This podcast is brought to you by the Haugen Consulting Group. The Haugen Consulting Group is your trusted partner in healthcare consulting, education, and auditing. They also believe fun is non-negotiable. Check out their popular flip bits. It's a great hands-on resource. I have one for ICD-10 PCS coding, and it's great. Listeners of this podcast will receive a 15% discount if you use the promo code GEEK15. Again, that's G-E-E-K-1-5. If you go to thehaugengroup.com slash shop. Again, for your 15% discount, use our promo code G-E-E-K-1-5 at www.thehaugengroup.com slash shop. This podcast is brought to you by accessadoctor.com. Access a doctor when you need it most. How would you like to have quick and easy access to licensed doctors 24 hours a day, 7 days a week? Instead of scheduling an appointment to see a doctor or going to the emergency room or urgent care, you simply make one phone call and a doctor will provide you with a consultation, diagnose your medical problem, and even call in a prescription to your local pharmacy. Some of the conditions that can be treated using accessadoctor.com include cold and flu symptoms, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, allergies, skin infections or rashes, and even eye and ear infections. Listeners of this podcast can get a discount on their single and family membership plans by going to accessadoctor.com and using our promo code GEEK, that's G-E-E-K, upon signing up. Again, that's accessadoctor.com. And the promo code is GEEK, G-E-E-K. This podcast is brought to you by RadRx. RadRx is your prescription for accurate coding and reimbursement. RadRx offers interventional and diagnostic coding consulting, auditing, webinars, trainings, and resource materials. Medical Coding Geek and Not Also Classified followers will receive a 10% discount. You can go to shop.radrx.com and use our promo code GEEK10 to claim your 10% discount. Again, use promo code GEEK10 when you go to shop.radrx.com. That sounds nice, you know, where where they connect you. And I think that's the key is, you know, if, even if you may not know, I think you may know, but perhaps someone could say it better. You know, sure. like if I can, you know, if yeah. I continue to to do podcasts, which I hope I do. You know, I want to ha- make sure that we <laughs> that we have a wide variety of people that you know can give that type of content, that can give that type of mentorship, that can give that type of knowledge. You know, to to so that approach is actually nice, which I actually want her on uh, because of that. You know, you say, okay, well, here's the person I can, and it definitely leads into you know the idea of network opportunities, which we always talk about. Uh, the, so that way you can connect on that level. And you can, you know, you know, cherish that moment. And then in the future, you go back to that person and hopefully maybe somehow there, there might be an opportunity later on. Absolutely. You know, you got to be able to pay it forward. I remember when you and I had a conversation, I was like, Brian, and I was nervous to ask you this question. I would have, you know, you know, I was like, Brian, would you, men- would you, would you, you know, 
mentor me if I had questions or anything like that. And you were like, absolutely, I will do that. You know, we got to pay it forward because, you know, you know what I mean? Each one help one in, in your profession. It's really, really important. You know, speaking of mentorship, the one thing that um, that I'm a part of is the AHIMA. Uh, they have a mentorship program. Now, one thing I could say, though, is for those that connect with me on on that platform, uh, it's important that, you know, I, I make sure you get a phone call. That's the <laughs> first thing. Right. Uh, and most most people that, that try to connect with, with me on the AHIMA mentoring platform, they just want to do a straight email. I said, no, that's not how it works. Either you call me or you don't get me. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've had to, you know, I actually put out that, you know, I had to have a, a link that you can set up a time with me and sometimes they don't call or they're not available, you know. And I think if, if I guess my point is, is that if you're seeking mentorship, are you truly seeking it for the right reasons? Are you just there to connect with just to have the name or are you there to truly gain knowledge? Or I think what the key is with mentorship is that you have to do it in such a way that you're trying to create and establish a relationship. That's the key. Because if I if you, if I hear from you one time, I'm I want you to call me back, you know, and say, hey, this is what's happening. You know, mentorship should be coming from the person who's wanting that and asking because, you know, the person who's. You know, I'm sure that you're asking to mentor them. I'm sure they're busy. But, you know, if you need that assistance, don't be afraid to ask. Exactly. And Brian, I can, and, and again, it, I can tell you this is the reason why I've gotten so much experience, you know, healthcare experience over the years. It's just asking. And there are many instances where I may have had internal fears or insecurities about what, how I would appear to the other person, right? Because you're in a professional setting. But I've learned to put that to the side and be bold and say, hey, I need help with this. Um, can you provide the help? Can you mentor me? And nine times out of 10, leadership, people in leadership, they admire that. They want to tell their story. Alyssa Gordon, who is our um, also a HEMA mentor, and Joanne Velarde, from, you know, who was a... Um, uh, a great leader and inspiring person to me in my recent um, career were those two people for me where I can go in your office and say, hey, you know, I, I, I'm stuck. I need help. You know, what do you think about this? What do you think about the direction or the professional path I'm taking? You know, give me some feedback as to how you experienced me in the workplace. How would you, you know, based on what you see, what do you think my strengths are? What do you think my weaknesses are? Those types of things. Those are the people, when you find them, you know, that, that are willing to say, hey, give her a chance or give him a chance, you know? Right. And that's the key is um, even for those that are, are, are looking to be a mentor, it, it doesn't take much. It really doesn't take much. You know, um, they're not asking you to reteach a whole entire program. Perhaps the person and I think that's what may drive people away from being a mentor is the fact of they think that it's a total responsibility and you're gaining like an intern or something like that. But I think it's more like a point of contact. You know, they have. And I think also on the other end, for those that are seeking a mentor, be specific with your question. 
is, you know, get to the point. Like, you know, this is what I'm having trouble with. Can are you able to assist me? If not, that's fine. Find somebody else. You know, it's no, you know, that's the key. But I think for those that are seeking to be mentors, it really does not take much of your time. You know, it may be down to a simple question. And then that's it. You count that as mentorship, but then you keep on repeating that, repeating that, and offer your availability uh, within the constraints of your own schedule. Of course, we don't want to impede on your professional career, but you know the little things, the little nuggets of information, you know, goes a long way. Absolutely, I agree, hundred percent, Brian. Hundred percent with that. So now let's talk about. Your blog. So, you know, one thing that drew me in with uh, getting this interview with you is the fact that you're a content creator. And I, I, I always, and actually, it's funny because my last interview uh, with Jeff White, he's an actual podcaster. And we talk a lot about creating content and actually speaking on, on that, you know, on different levels and different environments and creating that type of um, confidence to share information out there to whoever it is that wants to to listen. So you've created a blog. It's called Mindful Thought Leader. The website, of course, is mindfulthoughtleader. Actually, www.mindfulthoughtleader.com. Can you tell me how uh, a little bit more about your blog? Sure. So Mindful Thought Leader evolved. It's a funny story. I, one of my mentors, um, who uh, her name is Kim Dickey, she... I would have meetings with her ever so often and, and we'll talk about, you know, my direction, my goals, what I might want to accomplish for the next two weeks, that type of thing. And I said to her, you know, Kim, I have a story to tell. I have it in me. And it, I just, how would I, what would I do with that? How would I, you know, tell the world about, share what's in me with the world? And she said, Noel, well, you should look into a blog. And, you know, we, we sat and over a couple of weeks, we talked about what it would look like and, you know, timid as I was, I did the research on the back end, you know, looking at YouTube, how to create a, a blog, you know, what to post on a blog, that type of thing. And I, I, I went for it. I, I went on Fiverr. I figured out to get a web designer and uh, oh, yeah. I was learning new things. And, yeah. So if, and, uh, well, let, um, me, let me stop you there. Actually, if somebody wants to know what Fiverr is, it's F-I-V-E-R-R dot com. Uh, it's an actual service where... They start at five dollars, <laughs> five dollars to create anything, uh, logos, uh, anything for your podcast, uh, maybe something I don't know, like a, a little graphic. You know, they have a wide variety of services. So again, Fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. I'll place that in the the show yeah, notes. Yeah, a tremendous site. Great resources on there. So um, I, I I kind of put these pieces together and created Mindful Thought Leader. Um, and it, it evolved because at first it became a blog where I was just having discussions about, um, you know, my experiences um, and, and my faith um, and how much my faith means to me, how, you know, how much my Christian faith means to me. However, it evolved and, you know, I, I, I the converse, first conversation I had with you, Brian, I must tell you, you inspired me by reaching out to me. I was so excited that you reached out to me to ask, hey, would you like to talk on my podcast? I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like, you know, <laughs> and I called my I called my career coach. I'm like, guess what? You know, and we started you. You burnt a new flame in me to make me feel, OK, I can do this. I can actually 
do this and it will mean something. Someone saw it and it impacted someone enough for them to be interested in finding out what it's about. And, and so Mindful Thought Leader now has, you know, different segments. It's still evolving. I want to talk about leadership. I want to talk about education. I want to talk about spiritual things. Um, and I also, later on, I'm going to be including a podcast where we're just talking about, we're just talking about the raw truth of what it's like working in the workplace, what, you know, what are the challenges, um, how do you overcome the challenges? I really want to bring people on who have worked in different industries and how they've overcome their challenges in, in, you know, in the industry, figuring out what, the, what workplace fits your personality and how do you, how, and I learned this too, how, you know, if you go to one work environment, it doesn't work out, you keep looking. You know, you'll find a company that matches your values and your morals and what you believe in. And sometimes it takes a little work. So those types of things, I want to dig into all that. And so I'm, you know, using the podcast as a vehicle to do that. So that's really the inspiration behind it. Gosh, and you have the voice for it, too. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I did radio back in Jamaica. Oh, did you? (laughs) What kind? That's another story. So what kind of what kind? What did you? What kind of radio station in Jamaica? So I worked for a nonprofit company called Jamaica Aid Support for Life um, back in Jamaica, West Indies, and um, it was a nonprofit company that uh, helped people who were living with HIV AIDS and at-risk groups. And so part of my role um, was to, uh, we, were, we, we had different sponsors like Shell, Shell Company Limited, and so they would fund us to spread the word. And so I would do, um, I had a radio program, a a teen radio program on a community radio station at that time. And I also did a a TV show on Reggae Sun TV. That's what it was called back in the day, Reggae Sun TV. And so we would talk about things that affected young people, you know, um, relating to um, personal development, that type of thing. Um, that was a tremendous experience. Ian McKnight is uh, the executive director of Jamaica Aid Support and still a close and very good friend and mentor of mine even today. Um, so your experience, it comes with you, Brian. It comes with you and you build on it and you build on it and you, you know, you, you bring it into where you are today. Yeah. In a fun ride. And I, I, I yeah. like that because which is the reason for the podcast is to take people who have individual talents outside of the industry, you know, HIM, medical coding, CDI, and they utilize it in such a way that it, it builds upon their own professional uh, portfolio. You know, and they use it in such a way that helps them as a prof- I keep on saying the word professional. Uh, as a professional, um, you know, medical coder, a professional HIM, a professional CDI, somehow those little components uh, can make a big difference. Now, for example, an upcoming guest, once I record it, so I'm kind of giving you a spoiler, uh, is somebody who actually went to do a mission trip in Haiti. And oh, wow. uh, one thing that, you know, she, she's like, do I have to talk about our uh, being a CDI? I said, well, it's up to you, but I'm really more interested on your trip to Haiti uh, and how <laughs> that had affected you and how it affects
match your current work and your current you know career status? How does that? Because those little things, you know, like we said with mentorship, it takes little things, and you keep on saying your mentor here, your mentor there. You know, that is that. I think when you have a collaborative effort, and one thing that you 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 had mentioned to uh, Noel is that. You know, when I when I said yes, I'll mentor you, and you said something that kind of resonated to me. It says now you are part of my family. You know that you are now yes, part my of tribe. my group, that tribe, yes. and that resonated with me. I'm like, wow, I feel I feel uh, valued now. <laughs> Absolutely, you have to build a tribe. You to get through this life, you have to. You need a tribe. You need people who you can go to, you can lean on, be it your spouse. For me, I had a career coach. I had a counselor. I had I had uh, people in, in, in the healthcare profession all over that I can call yourself. And Brian, I'm so happy to have you as a, as a, as a contact and someone that I, I've gotten to know that I can call on and say, hey, I can pick your brain and you actually will respond to my message and you know, listen to what I have to say. And that is important. You have to build a tribe to be able to survive and thrive well, there, in your career. There you go. You just, na- you just named the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> survive and thrive. Bu- building Woo-hoo. the tribe. Yeah. We'll, I'll make sure. Yeah, we'll building a tribe. There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. So is there anything else you wanted to share about your, your blog? Oh, my goodness. No. Uh, for, I just would say to listeners, you know, and, uh, to watch out for the blog. And um, I'm active on LinkedIn as well. And um, I'm in your Facebook group as Noel Dale and uh, Noel Lacey Dale Brown. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm carefully watching Brian and just getting inspiration from you. And, um, you know, as my podcast evolves, I really want to stay in touch. I'd love to have you as a guest on there as well. And absolutely. And, you know, we're doing the work and we're helping people to, to get to where they need to be. And I'm excited about it really am you know what what i i have a again you know the not us were classified um, podcast has a community group on facebook and i did a 30 minute like audio broadcast and i think you were there but you know what i just didn't realize it was you (laughs) yeah i know you didn't realize (laughs) (laughs) because i had a problem like you know i was recording and i think you know i think they just started doing the audio version of live, which means, um, you know, they have a choice of doing it as a video and audio. I was like surprised. I'm like, great. I can, I don't have to get myself all made up. I could just start talking on my recliner and just start doing it. Yeah. And then the trouble was that I was using my phone to do the, the broadcasting, but I was expecting comments to flow and it wasn't happening. And then, you know, between holding my phone and then setting up my laptop, where I'm trying to wait for comments, I, I looked and, and you responded something, and then when yes. I finished, I I was like, wait, that was that was Noel, Noel, <laughs> that was Noel in that pod, in the, on the little comment there. So yeah, yeah so yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, so she had, and I'm like, I was like, wait, she yes, yeah, so she had to be there. I'm like, am I sure I have to ask anyways? So another thing, um, Brian, I wanted to jump in uh, when I when I listened to your 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 podcast with Charlita. Her and I, uh, you know, she's in the same field, and I, I tried connecting with her. I'm going to um, ask you if you can connect us, too. I, she, Charlita, she make sure you contact that, with Noel, okay? So right. I'm, I'm putting you on blast. She something that was, <laughs> that was really important. And she said, you know, in the industry, that there's not much out there, you know, for groups. And, and, and I'm so thankful that you have your group going. 
but especially for medical records and privacy, you know what I mean, that type of thing. And so that's something too, you know, getting professionals who are specialized, you know what I mean? Doing the same thing would be helpful too. So I'd I'd love to reach out to Charlita. Charlita, if you're listening to this, yeah, Charlita, there you go. I told her she would be popular. (laughs) We've been talking about mentors, and the question is, why is it that we need a mentor? Why is it we need a mentor? So. For me, based on my experience, you know, when when you're growing up, when you're growing up, you you have you know you need friends and you get inspiration from your teachers, your your community, your church community, you know, um, your family, and that person may speak into your life in, and give you the inspiration and the motivation to be able to move to the next level. Um, you know, that's important. It's important to be able to 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 have that person who is going to be able to help you to move to the next level, help you to, to give you the recipe, the ingredients, ideas as to how to make um, this cake over here, you know, in, this, in our case, our profession, how to be better at CDI, how to be better in medical records, how to be better in coding. Your group, Brian, provides mentorship. It provides it you know, in a way where people are able to connect with other people in the industry doing it for many years who can give us different perspectives, different ways of doing it. It helps you, it stretches you, helps you to grow. However, I will also say that sometimes, um, you know, in your mentorship relationships, you have to kind of analyze if you're and ask yourself, am I getting what I need from this mentor? And sometimes there's some cases where you need to, you may need to set boundaries and say, hey, is this relationship helping me? Is it helping me to grow? Is it giving me what I need? Am I learning from it? You know, we have to kind of do those and, you know, think about those things. And if not, like you said, move along, find someone else, start a conversation. Say, hey, I like what you're doing. This is what I'm doing. Maybe it's a cup of coffee. Maybe it's lunch. Maybe it's a phone call. Um, you know, that type of thing, you know, uh, get interested in people who are interested in you. You make a good point with the the transition factor is we're transitioning. And, you know, in and when we transition, there's usually a bit of the unknown in that transition. And mentors, mentorship, mentoring can help fill that gap. And when we talked last time, we talked about some some examples. Like, for example, you know, people need mentorship, for, uh, let's say, for military. If they're in the military for so many years and then they're transitioning to civilian life, they need a mentor. You know, not necessarily like a therapist, but somebody who, who can mentor them. Hey, you know, uh, a friend, you know, uh, a church member, somebody to help fill those gaps so that way they can make the proper steps to get to where they need to be. We also talked about, you know, people who are drug addicts, you know, they need to, uh, from being uh, uh, with addiction into sobriety, those are the things that they need mentorship. Now, you know, it's not, and I think also too is the fact that people are afraid to ask for mentorship because it makes them seem like they um, are vulnerable, you know? And yes, you are vulnerable and, you know, admit it, get over it. And the fact that you're asking for help, you need to empower yourself. And, you know, the 
Another thing too, like you mentioned, is that you can pick and choose who you who you want to listen to, set your parameters. And the thing is that you can't, you know, if you're going to a mentor, don't be naive either. You know, you you know, you can't be like, well, okay, and if that's what you say, I'm gonna do it. And you know, that's not how it should be. If you, <laughs> you know, you set your boundaries, you are, you have, you should empower yourself and give yourself permission to say, hey. I, I know something, okay, and whatever they're giving to me, I have the right to decimate it and make you know make it you know make a determination if this is something that I want or I don't want. Yes, absolutely. Your mentor must must be helping you, must be contributing to the health of your profession, uh, and and we should think about that when we're taking on jobs and when we're meeting people and when we have friends, they must contribute to the health my professional personal health and development and if they're not dr henry cloud i'm a he's a great author his book on boundaries i i love his work talks about setting those boundaries and you know preventing creating that sense and preventing anything other than that helps healthy response that healthy interaction preventing it from coming in because it really can impact who you become Noel, I do want to thank you for being part of this episode and the oh, podcast. Right. It's been an absolute pleasure. Okay. So let's let's finish off with these two things. What does the future hold for Noel Dale? For Noel Dale, the podcast definitely uh, starting conversations with movers and shakers like yourself, Brian, oh, and God. you know, <laughs> learning and growing. Oh yeah, you better accept that title. You are a mover and shaker. Yes, so um, in your own way, you are, <laughs> and you know, just growing and learning and taking it a step at a time. Right now, in this role, I'm I'm learning so much, and um, funny enough, I uh, was offered another position somewhere else, but, you know, by another person who, who mentored me. Um, but I brought that up to show how, you know, your, 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 um, your behavior and your ethics stands out to people. They're watching, they're watching. And that's where, that's where your opportunities come from. So just growing, learning, and, um, you know, taking the opportunities one step at a time, one step at a time and finishing my degree. That's my on my top priority too. <laughs> so our last question is, and you've you've mentioned a lot of stuff on mentorship, a lot of stuff about empowerment, a lot of stuff on blogs, sharing that you're a radio host uh, from Jamaica. I love the food, by the way. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I got, <laughs> I'm from South Florida, <laughs> so we get it down here. Uh, so what? Yeah. So you mentioned a lot of things. So my my question is, and I always ask everybody this: is what final words do you want to share with the audience? What are some best words of advice you can give? Don't give up. It's okay if you're going through a rough time. It hurts, but it's okay. Reach out to people. Don't stay in that. Don't stay in that. Reach out. Speak about how you're feeling. Trust your gut and your instinct. If you're in a workplace and, it's, and the environment is it's, it's harming you more than, more than helping you, trust that feeling. Trust that inner voice. Go with it. Try new things. You may not know what, how to do it. Do it anyway. Try new things. Um, and go for it. Just go for it. And pay it forward. Share what you've learned with other people. 
Well, Noel, that's it. <laughs> so I do want to thank you for being part of the episode, and I do thank wish you the you, best. Brian. Well, there you have it. That's Noel Dale from mindfulthoughtleader.com. Thank you for being part of the podcast. You can find the show notes from today's episode by going to medicalcodinggeek.com slash podcast. As an added bonus, I added to the show notes a podcast called the Physician Non-Clinical Careers Podcast. This podcast is hosted and created by John Jurica. This specific episode is called Follow Six Essential Rules to Engage a Mentor and Five Reasons You Need One. So I highly suggest you go to medicalcodinggeek.com slash podcast where I place the link to that episode. Coming up on the next episode of Not Elsewhere Classified. And it, it surprised me how many people will post out there that I need to uh, I, I'm, I need to become smarter about what I'm doing so I'm getting a credential, as if the credential indicates that they're smarter. Uh, now, credential indicates to me that they've met criteria from some kind of a governing body, whether or not it's the APC, AHIMA, whoever, PACS, ATOM, etc. There's you know, a multitude of, of letters out there. But it doesn't necessarily mean to me, based on experience and working with them, that they know everything that they need to know. Not Elsewhere Classified is presented and produced by Medical Coding Geek. Music was brought to you by 43 and Coyote Hearing. Medical Coding Geek offers tutoring and media services for the medical coding, health information, and CDI community. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MED Coding Geek. That's MED Coding Geek. You can also find us on our website, medicalcodinggeek.com, where you can find and listen to all the podcast episodes plus the show notes from today. Make sure to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. You would definitely appreciate it. And again, thank you for being part of this podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kui, and you have just listened to Not Elsewhere Classified. MedicalCodingGeek.com This podcast is supported by Weebly.com. Have a product? Building a company? You'll need a website. Create your site with Weebly's drag-and-drop website builder and responsive themes without any technical experience. Believe me, I built my website in under 30 minutes. It really is that easy. Listeners of this podcast will receive a 10% discount on any Weebly subscription plan or promote plan. To get this discount, go to Weebly, that's W-E-E-B-L-Y dot medicalcodinggeek.com. Again, that's Weebly dot medicalcodinggeek.com. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. I'm ready.